Do you seek the freedom to pursue greater meaning and purpose in your life? Is there something that you're passionate about that you'd like to support by giving time, talent, or money? Do you seek a level of financial freedom to live an ideal life as you uniquely define it? Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to helping you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. Welcome to another episode of the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier. My name is Mike Bernard, and I am the host and moderator of the show today. So glad to have you with us. I am a certified financial planner, just like Jeff, and have been a friend and a collaborator with Jeff for many years. And I'm so glad to be part of this project, as I believe Jeff has the unique ability to balance high-level wealth management advice with his calling to help people live a life of meaning and purpose. Last month, we provided some encouragement for you to examine what really matters most, what your rocks are in life, and give you a process to help you uncover it. This month, we're going to explore the great goals of life, which is going to be exciting. Jeff Bernier is the founder, president, and chief investment officer of Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, a wealth management firm in Alpharetta, Georgia, a suburb in the greater Atlanta area. Jeff, before we dive in, thoughts from last month's episode? Yeah, a cu- couple of things. Uh, first of all, just you know, I want to express my gratitude to you and the team here at the Corhorn Financial Group for the opportunity to use your resources and put these shows together. You know, last month I spoke a bit about how this show is a collaboration between us and the audience. Yeah. But it's also a collaboration between Tandem Growth Financial Advisors and my friends here at, at KFG. So uh, thank you for encouraging me in, in this endeavor. I also want to remind the audience that if they missed the first two episodes, they are available on the Money and Meaning section of the Tandem Growth website, www.tandemgrowth.com. You know, in the first month's episode, we gave a general introduction of the show. Last month, as you mentioned, we talked a little bit about what matters most with some good questions to ponder. So I encourage listeners to go back and check those out if they if they haven't listened to them yet. That's right. They're not intended to be overwhelming. They're not intended to be very lengthy, very long. I, I listened to one podcast where he'll go anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours. And no, that's not, these are these are quick bursts, as, as Jeff said last time, quick bursts of thoughtfulness as you consider how to approach your life, how to approach your financial life. So I know today you wanted to have a discussion around what you call the great life, uh, the great goals of life. What's the motivation around today's topic, talking about that? Yeah, you know, next month, um, April Fool's Day, appropriately enough, um, I'll be getting my 33rd year serving clients in in the wealth management industry. And something that I've realized in these 32 years as the simplest ideas are oftentimes the best. You know, there's just a lot of wisdom and actually a lot of sophistication in using uh, simple, understandable concepts. Mm. And so editing things down to their essential wisdom is not an easy task and something, you know, I actually struggle with. So I spent a lot of my career thinking that I had to have this big, complex advice I had to have a big, giant, long financial plan with a lot of charts and graphs. And uh, oftentimes, again, it really just gets down to the more essential, elemental things that really drive behavior mm. and drive, dr- drive results. So really, this topic um, is what are some of those key elements? What are the key elements? Um, so even though they sound quite simple yeah. in, 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 in some respects, I think they're elegant 
uh, questions that are really important from a financial planning context. Those of you listening who are in the greater Atlanta uh, area, you'll you'll know you'll recognize this name. One of my favorite pastors is Andy Stanley, and you might not have heard of him. You probably have. You might like him. You might not. But I, I listened to a, uh, a a series from him before, and he he started by saying, you know, I have a bad reputation. Some people look at me and they listen to me and they say I'm not very smart, and it's because. I'm clear. And what's hilarious is everyone just starts clapping. He's known for taking the very simple, but really the essential questions in life and communicating it very clearly. That's what you're talking about here today. Correct. So where'd the idea come from that people have common goals? Yeah. You know, many years ago, um, I saw Ron Blue make a presentation. Now, Ron Blue was the founder and, and uh, CEO at the time of Ron Blue and Company, a large you know national wealth management company that basically does biblically-based advice. Yep. And he had left the firm at that point and had started in a new endeavor. But he taught at this session I went to that there's really only five things you can do with your money, and there's really only six major long-term goals. And that sounds quite simplistic, but let me go through these. So he, he said the only five things you can do with your money, you can give it away, number one. Number two, you can use it for lifestyle, living expenses. Number three, you can use it to pay debt. Number four, you have to pay taxes mm-hmm. at some level. And then finally, you could save and invest it, which is really just deferring it to do maybe one of these other things in the future. Simple but accurate. That's correct. it. Correct. This, so almost everything you can think about with your resources, those are the five things. So he said there's five things you can do with your money, and there's really only six major long-term goals. And he defined those as, number one, financial independence. Number two, charitable giving, you mm-hmm. know, imp- influencing society in a meaningful way. Number three, being free from debt. Number four, improving your lifestyle or maintaining your present lifestyle, perhaps. Number five, transitioning to a new business or career. And number six, education or gifts to children or grandchildren. So almost any goal, any granular goal that you can think of could fit in one of these six areas. So it seems to me that good financial planning is really helping you allocate your resources into these various buckets. Prioritizing and allocating them appropriately, absolutely. That's right. That's exactly that's exactly right. So building a plan is really about how you allocate it between these between these goals. So while the various portfolio management and tax strategies can be really complicated, at the end of the day it's all about allocating resources. And oftentimes it's allocating Limited resources, obviously. Yeah. So difficult choices have have to be made. I introduced this show as uh, the discussion as the great goals of life conversation. Why do you call it that? Yeah, I, you know, I guess a common theme that our listeners will pick up on if they haven't already um, is that I'm, you know, I'm constantly reinforcing um, this idea that we're all created for a purpose, and you know that we've got these unique gifts and talents and, and so forth. And so the goal in our financial planning practice is to build custom financial plans Mm -hmm. that are unique to each client. That's why we've systemized almost everything we do so that we can focus on the custom planning, right? So it creates sort of a, a, a space for our advisors or our wealth managers to have these meaningful conversations. So having said that, Many of us do have these common goals. I mean, so we're building these unique custom plans, 
Uh, but there are these major themes, these major goals. So what I call the great goals of life questions are just a, a good way to do two things. Number one, it makes your clients understand that wealth management is much broader than just asset management. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, individuals will come to our firm thinking that financial planning is investment management. Yep. Investment management is a very important subset of comprehensive planning or comprehensive wealth management. But investment management in and of itself is not planning. It's not financial planning or is not. So that's the first thing. So these questions are a way to help people understand that a wealth management engagement is broader than just how to build an efficient portfolio. Number two, if you're like most people, some of these goals will resonate with you and you'll get a sense of the value of financial planning. Right, so you'll get a, a sense for these are things that we've always thought we needed to do, but but we just we let them fall through the cracks mm-hmm. um, because some of them aren't quite as exciting and interesting yeah. as building a modern you know modern portfolio theory or, <laughs> or or those kinds of things. So again, it does take complex financial planning down to some of these big elements and 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 sort of the big rocks that we talked about before. Well, what I what I love about the journey that we've been on is the first two episodes have really been high level about what matters most, about about the heart, okay? And right. we're starting to get in with the head part and blending right. that together, which right. again, I'll just remind you that the, the Money and Meaning Show is all about that highest level of excellence in your wealth management blended together with what you're really trying to pursue in life. So these questions that start to uncover that, where'd you get these questions? Well, y- you know, the other thing that I want this show to be about is to let us be a filter for the audience. Oh, yes. There's just a lot of data, a lot of information. Um, and um, as I mentioned before, you know, I, I, I'm passionate about learning these things. And so I, I just want the audience to benefit from some of the things that you and I have read or studied or learned about uh, that we can share. And, and many years ago, um, I started working with a consultant to our industry named Nick Murray. Mm. And uh, Nick is a great communicator. He's a terrific writer. Um, One of the best communicators. He is phenomenal. Yes. He is really phenomenal. And so years and years ago, he introduced these questions that he called the great goals of life questions. And so I just uh, I just adopted it in our practice. So that's that's really where they came from. So when do they uh, when are they part of the overall client experience at Tandem Growth? I mean, when do you interject these questions? Yeah, we we ask these at the very first meeting. Yeah, but we don't ask them. We ask them rhetorically. Okay. So we're not looking for answers at this point of the engagement. They're really just there to educate a prospective client on the depth and breadth of the conversations that we're going to have later. Yeah. Because, again, I'm trying to get this individual who believes that investment performance equals a successful life. Investment performance matters. It's important. But it does not equal a successful life. Correct. It's a means to an end. And and can you have both? And and you would say, Jeff, because of what you've done, yes, you can. Correct. Absolutely. And that's what you should be pursuing. That's the real benchmark. That, that Exactly. So so the idea here is we're trying to take individuals who may come into my office thinking that, again, investment management equals financial planning to understand the depth and breadth of a conversation. If, in fact, they want holistic wealth management, they, they may not. Yeah. I mean, if they don't want this level of engagement, we might not be the right firm. Um, but I just forget about 
uh, our firm for a moment and just think about these are just good questions for people to ask themselves. Yeah. I, I, so, that's, our, so that's the context today. Yeah. But your question was, when do we use these in a client engagement? We use these early in a process just so people understand the depth and breadth of the work that we're going to work on together. And then obviously later in our process, if they become clients, we go deep on these questions. Yeah. And and we believe the same thing. I, I believe that everyone needs a relationship with a certified financial planner and, and and someone to go through these questions with you and align your money with these you know purposes the, these questions. That's so, right. I agree. All right, so let's let's dive in to these questions, Jeff. Okay, so these are again these are what I call the uh, the six great goals of life questions. And uh, so the first one is: Do you know what would happen to your family? if either of you died tonight. Mm-hmm. So we're meeting typically with a couple. Yep. Um, and that's a very uncomfortable question. Yeah. I mean, we would much rather dig right in to investment theory or how to build an efficient portfolio or, you know, what's the market doing? You know, I mean, clients would like to probably have that conversation too. But we ask them this uncomfortable question. So I believe that we're doing our clients and uh our audience yeah. is doing their families a terrible disservice if you don't ask yourself these questions. So, so let me just re, let me repeat it, and you can always just uh, flip back in the sure. podcast. But let me let me repeat it. So, the first question: Do you know what will happen to your family if you pass away tonight? It's not. Do you know what will happen to your investments or to your money? But that certainly is a component, right? That is that what people think about, or or do they truly think about? What will happen to my kids or? No, they, they, they again, these are rhetorical questions yeah. at this part of the process. Okay. But as our audience does, if our audience takes these questions and does them for themselves, mm-hmm. they should answer the question. Yeah. And they should have clarity on the answers. And if they don't have clarity on the answers, they need help. Yeah. They either need to read a book. They need to go to a certified financial planner. They need to get an answer to this question. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I would actually put those in the reverse order. I'd see a financial Correct. planner first because I agree. then there are usually your answer will spark new questions. Correct. And then those answers will spark new questions as well. So let's, let's move on. The second question in the Great Goals of Life conversation. Yeah. So the second question is, do you have any kind of investment strategy for tripling your income during your retirement? Wow. And so if you... If you don't have a rising income goal, in other words, if you have a fixed income strategy in a rising price world, you've got financial suicide on the installment basis. Mm-hmm. So really the goal in retirement is not income. The goal is a rising income because if history is any guide, your cost of living is likely to double and possibly triple. You know, the average 60-year-old couple who are retiring have a 30-year-plus potential time horizon for one, for one of them. Yeah. And so the goal here is, you know, the question is really designed to be, are you confident that you have a rising income strategy as opposed to a fixed income strategy? Yeah, that's Because right. the danger is that they're going to outlive their money, not because of short-term volatility, but because of rising prices over a 30-year period. That is the greatest fear of those retiring right now. The running greatest fear is yeah. running is running out of money. Right. And I bet that question sparks, it creates a little discomfort as well. How about the third question? Yeah, the third question is, how would you want to use your extra capital, to the extent you have it, to intervene in the financial lives of your children 
either while you're alive or legacies or both. So how would you like to influence your children Mm -hmm. with your resources? Mm -hmm. And again, this gets to some interest again it gets to some interesting discussion later yeah and as the listeners start if they evaluate this question it begins you have to ask your question how much is enough um and everyone's got a philosophy so the the key is not that there's one right answer for everyone right this is kind of what i was stating in a previous podcast about going into the engagement without my preconceived biases What's important, though, is that the plan is authentic to your values and your beliefs. So whatever your values or beliefs are in terms of how much is enough for the next generation, we just want to make sure there's alignment yep. between your plan and your values. When And again, this is rhetorical, but, but if you're listening right now and you think, well, I know what my answer would be, I'm not sure what my spouse's answer would be. Do they have to be the same? Absolutely, and, absolutely not. And there again, having a certified financial planner talk to you about those differences and I don't know, not find necessarily a compromise, but some common ground around the, the two, the, your answer, maybe your spouse's answer. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the key is that both spouses uh, are safe to share what they feel. Absolutely. Uh, and so you have to give them permission to disagree. Yep. Long as it's honest. Yeah, that's right. You know, so it's a collaboration between the, the spouses as well. It's not just a collaboration with, with us and the, and the household. It's also a collaboration with, because they'll, you know, they may disagree and they mm. may have to come to some middle ground on what's the right plan as a family. Yep. that addresses both concerns. But you, you've got to have it. I mean, this question and this next one that we're about to hear, I mean, there there sparks some emotion as well. And But if you're trying to build a plan and build a path forward financially without knowing these answers, avoiding the mess now is going to create more mess in the future. Well, that's so. right. And, and uh, you know, I, I, it really just decides on what end of your life you want to be uncomfortable. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you that's want to be right. uncomfortable today while I ask you these questions so we can solve problems? Or do you want to be uncomfortable later when one of these uh, perils occur and you're unprepared? All right. So question number four, uh, what's the next question? Yeah. Uh, Will your children be able to give your grandchildren the kind of education you gave your children? Or if you aren't a grandparent, are you planning to send your kids to college and do you have plans to fund that? Mm -hmm. But many of our clients are sort of these mid to late career executives and many of them have grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And- you know, as Nick Murray introduced these questions to me many years ago, I mean, he made them sort of pithy. You know, he, he made them, he worded them in such a way where they're kind of uh, clever. Yeah. You know, so this idea of will your children be able to give your grandchildren the kind of education you gave your children? Because it's different today. Yeah. I mean, college cost has grown so rapidly that many grandparents are really concerned about their children being able to give their grandchildren the same type of education they gave their children. So it's worded that way because, again, it does – because when we do the questions that we did last uh, uh, month yep. about some of these great goals of life, you know, grandparents light up when they talk about their grandchildren. Oh, absolutely. And want the best for them, Correct. right? At the very at the very core, you want the best for them, and education can be such a critical component of That's that. That's right. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, next question. Yeah, so the next question uh, – so this is the one part of this dialogue that's not rhetorical. So I'll ask – um, the client or the prospective client, are your parents living? And they'll say yes, no, or no. And if they, if any of them are living, any set of the parents are living, the question is, do you expect to become financially responsible for them at some point? And if so, 
do you have a plan in place for funding that responsibility? Yeah, tough. It is tough. And, and again, because we do have a lot of individuals who are in midlife who are trying to get their children out of college. Mm-hmm. They're trying to prepare for their own retirement or next phase of life outside of the corporate world. And they have parents that they need to support. Yeah. Yeah. And, and folks, I mean, personally, I'm dealing with this in my life. And, and there again, I keep touching on the emotions here behind it. But there again, the entire Money and Meaning show is about addressing that left brain and right brain. Right. Right. That's exactly and right. And so this this gets to some really soft tissue there, but it's, <laughs> you got to address right. it to, to right. appropriately handle your finances. Last question. Yeah, the last question is, is there an institution that you that you or your family care deeply about, a church, a charity, a school, to which you'd like to leave a meaningful legacy if we could work out a highly tax-efficient, uh, reasonable way to, to do it? Is this rhetorical, or are you asking them? No, this on... is rhetorical. Okay. This is, at this stage of the process, it's mm-hmm. rhetorical. Later, again, in a planning engagement, it's not. Mm-hmm. And because we will dig into that. In a, in a wealth management uh, engagement. And again, I would, uh, I would encourage the listeners to think about it. You know, is there an institution, mm-hmm. a cause, a charity, a church that you want to influence in a, in a meaningful way? Because, you know, you do, uh, you know, we, we, we've all been, you know, blessed with resources and we have a responsibility to be good stewards of those resources. So the idea here is, again, not to put on my bias, yeah. but just ask them their philosophy. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Another great series of questions. And I tell you, if you take episode number two of the questions introduced there and combine with combine them with the questions that we just went through today, you'll see a, a, a really deep level of what your rocks are, what your priorities are in life. So I want to thank you for joining us for the third episode of Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier. Hope you found the time well spent and it helped you get a little bit deeper into what you're trying to do in your life. Jeff, any final comments before we sign off for today? Yeah, I just really want to stress the importance of taking action, mm-hmm. you know, getting things in motion. You know, I heard someone once say that knowing is to doing as 10 is to 1. In other words, knowing is fine, but if there's no action behind it, it's it's useless. So all real progress comes from taking action. So I just want to encourage the audience to take these questions and answer them for themselves or engage a certified financial planner who does comprehensive planning to, to help them, to coach them, to guide them on some of these questions. And if they do... You know, this awareness can be an excellent start in getting their actions and resources again in, in alignment with what matters most. Very good. Excellent encouragement and, and challenge there. That is it for us today, folks. On behalf of Jeff Bernier, I am Mike Bernard. We'll see you next time for Money and Meaning with Jeff Bernier. Thank you for listening to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier a show dedicated to help you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Jeff or Mike or comments on the show, feel free to reach out to us at tandemgrowth.com, or you can find us on the web at www.tandemgrowth.com.